Stokes here. Walks across the dead ball line. Now sprints back for Manly. Up he goes. Changes direction. This is rugby league, folks. Have a look at it. Links up with Cherry Evans. And still on for Manley. Away from Hess. Kicks in field. Look who's there. Tom. I'm happy with that. Big chase there. My goodness. Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Pat and George from Mortgage Choice SCW. I am your host, Tim Williams. We are here for the penultimate round of the regular Supercoach season before head-to-head finals kick into gear. Exciting times. Hope you're all placed well enough after a big season uh, to make a bit of a tilt at the head-to-head crowns. Uh, and of course, the race to the overall title is heating up as well. Here to talk through round 20 of the NRL Supercoach season is 2019 NRL Supercoach champion, Desi Creek. Des, how are you, mate? Not too bad, Timmy. Um I've come back to Sydney just to watch Manly play on Thursday night. I'm just so excited to watch their their B team in action and obviously top all the roosters. So yeah, yeah, excited. Um, no, no, I'm definitely uh, not excited, but I will be out there. I'm going down to Brookie, so um, yeah, hopefully we can get up. I'm not confident. I'm probably going to slap the captaincy on Teddy, but we'll see how we go. Desi, I thought you were going to say you're returning to Sydney to help Manly field a 17 this week. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I wish. Um, but yeah, I'm going pretty well supercoach-wise. Um, I think I'm just slightly behind you now, so up in the top 500. So not a bad place to be with six six trades left. Yeah, you've probably got players that don't get injured in your side, Desi. Also joining us for tonight's edition is Quantum CEO, supercoach gun, Adam DeRussi. Ads, how are you, mate? Very well, thanks, Tim. Very well, mate. Oh, um, Des, there are still spots left in the Manly 24-man squad. I think yeah. they could four squads, so you could, you could ring Des and put your, the other Des and put your hand up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll be happy to sit on the bench. Yeah. And yeah, Ads, yeah. how's your side been going, mate? A bit of a return to form or how are we looking? A uh, slight return to form. And I went back up about 1,000 places, which was good, but I'm still like 9,000th or something, so I need a couple more good weeks, but... At least I got – I had um, Tedesco as a VC loop and that worked out because the guy that I put back to the bench would have been my AE anyway, or my, oh. my spirit, Mulatalo, so, so that worked. And then I had Sean Lane, which helped, and Val Holmes. So my two trade-ins last week were Tedesco and Holmes, so at least I got that bit right. Jeez, mate, massive trade-ins. Absolutely nailed those ones. Uh, Kuma Stallions, 1,247 points, so pretty solid week. Got a, a very small rise to 357th. Overall, uh, of course, did go with the super pod play of Caelan Ponga. Adds as he does, continuing to curse me in our little, in our uh, SC playbook chat. About five minutes into the game. Jeez, KP, Timmy, that trading looks a good one. I'm jealous of that one, especially at the price. Two minutes later, gone. Mate, what have you got to say for yourself? Poking your Tim minutes. He, he was busting tackles, I thought, <laughs> KP from Origin. And I was jealous. I thought, oh, that's a great trade. And then I think before you even had a chance to reply to my message, he went down. Oh, I felt bad again. Yeah. Um, was, you're cursed. Remind me of when you had stags back in oh. 2020. Yeah. Anything else you want to bring up, mate? Manu's, any of the other bad ones? There's a few out there. Pappenhaus and Skipper a couple of weeks ago. No, is this going to uh, work out? Have you, have you worked out? Yeah, because I know the spy would have a few, but have you worked out how many places bringing in KP instead of Valentine Holmes cost you? Have you worked that bit out yet? 
I'm not like the spy. I'm not going to make myself any more depressed than I need to be by working out that junk. But I'll just have to for you, and I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah, thanks, mate. That'd be great. Approximately, I'd, I'd be uh, approximately a hundred trades and sorry, a hundred points and one extra trade better off. So work I'll out that one for um, but yeah, on that one, the KP trade it. Look, he's had concussions this season, so it obviously wasn't without risk, particularly uh, the manner in which he plays his footy. So, uh, took the risk, didn't come off, unfortunately, and probably in strife for the the top spot now. But we'll see what we can do in the last couple of weeks. Uh, shout out to the SC Playbook Unlimited Group leader, Team J Kobe, coached by Jacob, sitting fourth overall. So there is someone we can get behind after the run home, and there's a bunch of others who are in the hunt there as well. The SC Playbook in-house league uh, of our contributors finished first overall last year out of over 17,000 leagues. We're still second overall. Can't catch them little buggers in front of us. They've been ahead of us since about round three or four. Uh, so trying to get there. Ads, have you got some numbers for me, mate? Put, put me uh, back into my pain that I'd almost gotten rid of from the weekend. I do, mate. You would be 214th instead of 357th. So mm. I just have 143 places. Thanks for that, mate. I'll... Uh... See what I can do to make that up this week. I feel way better. <laughs> uh, today's show, we will go through the Supercoach relevant team news. Uh, we're going to look at our pod and anti-pod plays for the week. Our hot topics, as always, our round 20 trades and skippers, listener questions to wrap things up. And Ads will, of course, have his true player ownership data stats just to run with throughout the show and reference at times uh, when we need to do that. Guys, speaking of ownership data, Stat HQ up on the SC Playbook website. Go and jump onto that. A bunch of different tools, VC loophole calculators, price change calculators, true player ownership, stacks of stuff there. So have a look at that. We have fixed the search bar so you can actually find the players that you want to find without having to go into teams. Uh, and the half-backed podcast with former Canberra Raiders halfback Sammy Williams and an ex-TAB data analyst on deck for that one, having a ball with that, getting some – the boys are getting some decent results, more than I am. So jump onto that over Thursday morning under the SC Playbook banner for a listen. Bellas, let's get stuck into the team news for the week. And the big one is, of course, Manly, the Manly Seven. Seven players out this week uh, due to personal uh, religious reasons. We won't go too much into detail about that. There's plenty of other podcasts who can uh, scruffle through that for us. We're more worried about the Supercoach implications. Now, the two big ones of the players out, Desi, uh, from your Manly boys, are obviously Hamole Olakowatu, who ninth most sold player this week, and Tolatau Kula is the – I don't know if he's in the most – yeah, he was also in the most sold. I don't have the number in front of me. Of those two, would you be looking to sell them or have your opinions changed on either of those two, even if you're an owner or non-owner, since being ruled out of this week's game? Uh, I think you could probably sell both of them. I'm actually I'm curious, Ads, what's Olukawatu's ownership for the sort of top hundred and top thousand? So he's twelve percent of the top hundred got him, and twenty percent of the top thousand. Okay, so I thought it would be a bit higher. So he's still kind of a bit of a pod if you could hold on to him. Um, but I I myself am pretty tempted to kind of flick him. I've got a bit of depth to cover it. Um, I'm looking at bringing in a Cam Murray sort of player. Um, I think he's he's really underpriced right now, and Souths are probably going to go on a run. So yeah, I, I'm happy enough to get rid of both guys, Timmy. Desi, I don't mind the. Um, I'll quickly throw to Ads and get his thoughts. I'm a little bit surprised at wanting to get rid of Olakuatu. Ads, what would you be doing with those two? I'm keeping Olakuatu just because he's he's a gun, and to be honest, I'm, I'm going to trade out Talakai instead because I'd rather keep Olakuatu 
for the rest of the season. I, and I just my trust levels on Talakai down, so I, I'm going to get rid of him. Um, but I'll keep an eye on I don't have um, Tolu, but and Tolu's five hundred and twelve thousand. Like you could actually trade him to someone mm. seriously good. Like you'd be much happier starting a Cam Murray, even a Payne Haas, depending on your jewels, than uh, than Tolu each week. I would think, but. Yeah, so I, I would keep Olaquata himself once I'm doing. Desi, I was much to say I'm surprised you said that. So prior to – he had a poor outing last week, and that was in a manly side that was pretty well beaten. They had a lot of players out due to COVID. Prior to last week's score, he had scores of 82, 82, 56, 112, 86, and 70. There's some pretty serious stats, mate, and, and I, I can't believe people are looking to sell him because I know he misses this week, and there's a few tempting options, Cam Murray being the main one, but – I mean, it's only one week out, and and Manly have a really nice run home too. They do, they do, and yeah, he's obviously you know what you're getting from Olakuatu. He's going to be just that tackle busting monster. But if he's not scoring tries, um, you're in a bit of strife. I think I, I know he's got the upside there, and with twelve percent sort of twenty percent ownership, he's he's kind of a pod. But I just think Cam Murray for myself is a bit more stable at seventy points each week. Olakowadu's got some 40s in him, I believe. Um, but yeah, I don't think Murray's ever going to get you a 40. Um, and he's he's only scored two or three tries all season, Murray. I just think it, this is the time to get on him. And he's super cheap. He, what you, he's like, what, 70, 80K less than Olakowadu. Mm. I just think now's the time to go for it. Add? Just to clarify on the ownership... So Tolu was twelve percent. So Olakowatu is seventy four percent of the top hundred. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I thought that might have been a, yeah, a different one. Yeah. So Olakowatu is seventy four percent of top hundred, sixty eight percent of top thousand. So if you're trading him out, it's like you, it's basically you're making a big antipod against Olakowatu. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to antipod a guy yeah. who's who needs to score a try to score eighty. You know, uh, I'd rather Murray not scoring a try and scoring seventy than Olakowatu. You know, he, he's got the 100 upside, but he's only got over 100, I think, once or twice the whole season. Mm. So it's he, he does seem over-owned to me. Yeah, and if it wasn't for Origin, like, there would no, it wouldn't be 74% Olakowatu and Cam Murray's down at, it must be, like, low single. Cam Murray's 2% of the top 100. <laughs> yeah, so he's, yeah he's, top. he's coming in. Yeah, yeah. Even though uh, South's got a tough draw, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I certainly don't knock the Cam Murray trade, and I think he's, he's a terrific option this week. I think Olakowatu, he's got base of 42, so I think I think his floor's higher than you think, Desi. He, like, he has scored plenty of tries this season, but he busts so many tackles, offloads a fair bit, so I, I think his floor's pretty solid. But, uh, I mean, as I said, the, the Cam Murray, that ownership versus Oller at that, it's, yeah, it's, it does make a little bit of sense in terms of trying to make up some ground. What about ads? How does this change... The seven players out, how does it change the, the complexion of this game? Because prior to it, it was looks like a bit of a slugfest. Brookvale Oval, not necessarily a super coach point-scoring conducive surface. You might have even looked to sit some outside backs in this game, a really tough one. Um, guys like Ruben Garrick, Daly Cherry Evans are quite popular. We know there's a stack of popular roosters. Um, how does it change for you? Well, the main thing it changed for me is, is around Teddy and the captaincy. So I... I'm kind of scared just to VC him because I don't want to get stuck with an AE. You know, I've got a couple of guys there that could go low. So I'm probably going to go straight captaincy on Teddy because I just I look and think, I look, look at what he did last week and he's, he's going to be running against some guys that haven't played first grade. And so that's probably the big one for me. I'm also now 
very concerned about not having Joey Manu, dare I say those words, yeah. in the centre, like he could run right and I don't have him. I don't have Angus Crichton, so it, so I'm not I'm not thrilled. Yeah, that being said, the Manly forward pack is still quite good, but a few of those, those outside backs, Teddy could have an absolute field day with. Let's talk about captains now because we have brought it up. Uh, now, Desi, I'm in a similar boat to ads. I think you might have mentioned before there as well on the slide about Teddy Skipper because I know I've always been a big fan personally of going skippers in the first game of the round because people always VC it and just they don't. I don't know. I don't think it makes a lot of sense when there's a clear cut option. Uh, are you thinking similar? Yeah, I mean, I, I put the VC on Teddy last week and and looped it, so I kind of don't want to make that mistake again. But there there is always something about Thursday night games that just they always somehow turn to mud. So that does have me a bit wary um, about just captaining someone in a Thursday game. But mm. yeah, I I just don't see how Manly compete. Um, um, yeah, there's like you said, there's not really that much better options. Maybe a Cleary or Hines if you wanted to get a bit saucy with it. But Tedesco's just he's looking real good. He is. Yeah, thank you. Against Parramatta feels like a risk to me. Like obviously he can he can score anything on any given day, but like um, Penrith without Luai and Crichton, I, I don't know. Like, Parramatta could give him a game, and I'm not sure I want a captain Cleary, but and I love him. They could, they could, but like he's scoring seventy points without doing anything, you know. He scores yeah. seventy without any try assists. Yeah. When he when he notches up a couple, I mean, it, it doesn't really. He's kind of fixture proof. It doesn't really matter who he plays. He can turn up against anyone. Um, but mm. yeah, I, I guess with those guys out, he he the ball might get to him even more though to end sets. Yeah, maybe. But then Teddy got one hundred and fifty in about sixty minutes last week. I was yeah. watching him on a low score for a while. I think, oh, this is good because I, I only VC'd him and others captain him. And he went eight, and I thought, oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't actually see the game because after KP got knocked out, I put the remote through the television, so I had no way of watching it. <laughs> um, that does bring me to my next point on the team list. Jerome Luai out. Now, I'm I'm pretty concerned about this as a bloke who owns the entire left edge of the Panthers in Tungo, Kikau, and Taylor May. Um. Ads, how do you see it panning out? Do you think it will have much impact on the, that left edge? Because it could go one of two two ways. Either they become far less lethal than what we've seen all season and for a couple of seasons now because Luai hasn't missed many games, or Sean O'Sullivan, the replacement, just dishes early ball and they could be all right. What do you reckon? Well, I don't have a lot of choice because I've got all three of them as well. Mm. So I hope I hope it works out well. Mate, Sean, Sean O'Sullivan played very well at the start of the year. Like They didn't miss a beat without Cleary in those first couple of games. And he surprised me with how well he played. So um, obviously now he's got to replace Luai, but hopefully he can do a job. I mean, those three guys are so good. Yeah. Uh, particularly kick out the way he's playing. So, look, I, I've still got to start all three. I'm not going to get cute and try and bench one of them because even if I did, like, I, I wouldn't know how to, who to bench out of Targo and May. I did <laughs> I Targo once and then he got 80-odd, so I'm not going to do that again. Yeah, they're running yeah. at a pretty strong uh, Eels right edge defensively, like Isaiah Papali'i. Mm. Kikau's running at him, so you'd be a little bit wary. He's probably not going to barge through, though he, he might run straight over Mitch Moses. You never know. I have to start Kikau because I've got Olakawatu on my pine now, so mm. I don't have a lot of depth there. So I don't have, In some ways, I'm happy to not have a choice because I, <laughs> I start Kikau and I don't don't get cute about it. Desi, on the flip side, uh how does it help Nathan Cleary's stocks? Who will we'll, we'll see? 
I wouldn't say far more ball because he sees a lot of ball as it is, but often it's in that organising role. I think he might see a little bit more attacking ball and take the game to himself uh, in the opposition red zone, being that they're sort of 20 metres. Um, how would it impact Cleary, do you think? And the other big one is Brian Toto on that right edge. If Cleary and the right edge are seeing more ball, it's got to help Toto, does it? And yeah. also, with Stephen Crichton, glue hands out, uh, bodes pretty well for Toto. Yeah, I'm scared as a Brian Toto non-earner. Um, he's he's the one guy I was seriously considering trading in this week, just just getting him in. But he's still kind of expensive for what he's producing. Um, but he, he did look a little bit better. I think he had like forty three points in hit ups alone last week, cool. which was just which is just crazy. Just he's back to sort of that fifty at base, uh, which makes me want to trade him in. I wasn't really seeing that from him in previous rounds, but. Um, yeah, I, I think he might go in for a hat trick against the Eels, but he is running at the, the lane edge, Sean Lane <laughs> and Dylan Brown, who are kind of they can hold their own defensively. Sevo, is he going to run over Sevo? Probably. Um, not not a bad shout that actually, but yeah, I, I think yeah, Toa would be right in my top three trade in list this week. And. One that uh, has caught Walson Carlos's eye, and I think a lot of us footy-wise, but probably maybe flown on the ra- radar a little bit supercoach-wise, is Aaron Clark at the Titans, who has earned a start this week after being a, you know, a pretty, I won't say a mediocre NRL player, but he saw, certainly wasn't a headline chaser. Um, back-to-back scores of 84 and 74 off the bench for the Titans in 58 and 54 minutes, starts at lock for them this week, available as only in hooker. But there is a little bit of uh, people looking for opportunities at hooker with maybe not as cut and dry as we thought it was. 450K, negative one break even. Uh, he would be the super pod to end all super pods because there'd be nearly no one that would own him. He would be. I'll um, While I talk to you, I'll type his name in and see how many actually own him, but it'll be close to zero. It is zero. Zero so, percent. Uh, <laughs> I can work out whether it's, you know, one person actually does in the top ten thousand or something. But yeah, that look it'd be a super pot. I think it'd be uh, a super gamble. Like he's four hundred and fifty grand, and Harry Grant's five hundred and sixty. So yeah, who I'd rather buy out of those two at that price? Even though Harry's not scoring as well as Clark at the moment, but surely that reverts. And Desi, uh, in our chat, you did not want to borrow of it. No, it's too audacious from Walsh. He's clutching at straws, I think. He's behind the eight ball, not in the top thousand, and he's he's just going for broke. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, Aaron Clark, he's, when he was playing hooker, he just kept on going the wrong side of the rock. He just never went to David Fafita, and I think I'm probably holding a grudge against him for that. Yeah, but to be fair, did Fafita, I mean, I was at that game, obviously, <laughs> as a Bulldogs fan, just sweating on when they were going to give it for Fafita. Oh. Man, they just, they just I, don't. You don't like. I am happy to antipod the bloke now. Look, having watched that game, yeah. I, I, it's just wrong. Like Tino's doing so much work, and I think after twenty minutes, he'd had one run for nine <laughs> meters. It's just such a waste. Yeah, and I'm running at Kyle Flanagan, like he was a good little tackler, but if 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 Flan, if um, Fafita runs at Flanagan all day, like at some point he's going to run over the top of him, but. They didn't do it. Bizarre. Absolutely Just decoy bizarre. after decoy. Yeah, absolutely bizarre. They do not want to hit him short, honestly. They just play out the back every time, don't they, Desi? And it's it's a ki- – I mean, it's killing to watch as a super coach fan, but even just as a rugby league fan, when you want to see this bloke with the ball in his hands playing out the back, it's, it's mad. I don't understand it. Anyway, 
We'll move on from that as a no-no. He has pumped out good scores, but it did take a try off a kick to get his 69 on the weekend. I'm a very happy owner, but tell you what, he's a long way from being the must-have that we, we thought it, or that what he has been in the past. So hopefully he can finish with a bit of a bang and they can work out how to use him uh, and that he goes looking for a little bit more ball. Uh, the only other one in the team, this was pretty quiet day of team news outside of the Manly Seagulls, and that's still no Selwyn Cobo at the Broncos. So anyone who's patiently held him have been very unlucky because he's missed a couple of really nice matchups there for the Broncos. Uh, guys, just a really, really quick one on head-to-head finals strategy going into next week. Uh, a few little tips that I'd probably going with for more of the the probably rookie, rookie head-to-head players. Uh, if you're sitting in your top four uh, heading into the finals next week, and you are well-placed, and you can't drop out of the top four, I wouldn't be looking at burning any trades this week unless you're really, really setting yourself up for next week because uh, if you can use two next week for the first week of finals, it'll be beautiful. Uh, and that goes the same for if you can't drop outside of the the five to eight position. On the flip side, if you're battling for a top four position, in which case you get two cracks and, and, and another life if you do lose first week of finals, um, you know, go hammer and tong at it, use those trades and do everything you can to get that top four spot because it'll be massive. Uh, and vice, or alternatively, if you're fighting for a top eight spot, in the exact same boat on that one. A um, couple of other little, little tips on that one. Have a look at your opposition's uh, best players and their unique players that you don't have in your side. They might might have a high ceiling player with a really soft game this week. Uh, and if you think you've got the the drop on them, Trade in that player if you think you you can win and you don't want to and you want to alleviate that risk. Uh, same thing with skippers. If you think you're on top of them and beating them well, match their skippers. Last second, change your skipper to a pod skipper if you want. All these sort of tactics. If you're not sure about it and you are new to the game, flick us uh, an inbox on Twitter or Facebook or something. We'll have a bit of a chat about it. Guys, if you've been wondering whether you can really afford to buy that new car or even thought you might need some extra cash to help take your business to the next level, whatever the goal is. Pat and George from Mortgage Choice are here to help you know your numbers. With over 35 different lenders on their panel, the boys will find the perfect solution for any type of loan. Flick them a message via their Instagram at Pat and George Mortgage Choice, all one word, or give them a call on 02-9521-1611. Don't forget, mention the special code SC Playbook for your free numbers consult. They are ripping fellas. They'll steer you in the right direction and make you feel comfortable about it in the process. Uh, Paddy's also a Manly fan, so he's a bit on edge at the moment with their their reserve grade squad coming out this week. So be kind to him if you do give him a call. Fellas, let's drop into a quick pod and anti-pod play because we are getting to the stage of the year where if you are trying to make up ground, it's a big time to do it. So Desi, I'll start with you. What have you got? Uh, Pod play, I'm going Captain Monster. Um, mm. he scored sixty last week, and he did absolutely nothing. So if he's he's running at who's he running at? Sean Johnson. So it's it's a pretty good matchup. I mean, it's yeah, they are playing away in New Zealand. It could be tricky, but I really don't think Melbourne are going to lose five in a row. Um, so I just think Monster. If you win, if you wanted to risk it with a VC Teddy, Monster's the go. Um, antipods. I'm thinking maybe sit out. Some of that Penrith left edge, if you have them. Yep. No, no, fair plays, mate. Uh, Ads, what have you come up with? All right. So if I said to you without looking, who, which 5'8 has the highest five-round average, who would you think? Uh, probably said Matty Burton. Burton. Matty Burton. Oh. So he's got the highest. Look at, look at Timmy. He's happy. 78. Um, <laughs> The highest you're looking at, though. I, I, I wrote it up this afternoon. So since Potter became coach, 
he averages 81. And if you take out the game against the Sharks, which was basically in a swimming pool, he averages 88. So, because he's been goal kicking, the team's actually scoring tries now and he's set them up and so on. So I reckon, um, and, and he's barely owned, right? So he, within the top, he's owned by 1% of the top 1,000. So he's an awesome pod. Uh, my daughter's got him and she did awesome last week, so she was pretty ch- chuffed as a bullock's mm, man. I bet. Uh, any pod this week, I would, well, I don't, to be honest, you don't have a choice. Like, I think if you've got Garrick in your side, you've got to pick him, but... Oh, it's those manly guys, um, surely they're going to do it tough. I wouldn't be. Yeah, but I, I, equally, I don't know if you'd want to sit someone like Garrick, but yeah, him and DC, I would I would be anti-potting. And as a mad Doggies fan, a uh, bit, bit of ground to make up in the back end of the season. Uh, you must be tempted by Matty Burton. Well, I'm almost talking myself into it because <laughs> I, I, was, I'm, I am going to trade Ezra Mam to a 5'8". Yeah. And I was going to make it Munster because I haven't had him all year and my side just looks so much better with Munster. But, like, who cares? I'm 9,000. I'm a <laughs> massive Bullocks fan. I've just said he's the, this great pod. So, yeah, I'm going to bring in Birdo now. There you go. <laughs> Took a lot of convincing. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I love watching the bug. He's, he's, yeah. he's yeah, fantastic. So easy. You remind me both NRL and Supercoach of Adam Dewey last year where I think probably Supercoaches – might have avoided just because he was playing in a bit of a struggling side and he thought, you know, you might be chasing a team that's going to put more points on, but he's just in everything they do. He gets so many opportunities, goal kicking. So, I mean, I mean, in saying that, the Dogs are also playing great footy to their credit. They're putting... Yeah, the next two on. weeks we've got Knights and the Warriors. Yeah. So they're cool. both... Oh, sorry, the next two of the next three. So we've got Knights, um, Cowboys in Bundaberg and then Warriors. So there's a couple of games there where he could, he could rack up some points, hopefully. Mm. Yeah, no, I don't mind it at all. Uh, and it might help your case add antipod for me, and it's it's a pretty big antipod, and I already own the bloke, but it is Cam Munster, Desi's, Desi's pod skipper. Uh, and the reason being is that the Storm are struggling. I, I think they, they can come good and they can turn a bit of a corner just on what we've seen for a long, long time now. But Craig Bellamy was pretty, pretty deflated after the game last week. Uh, probably more to the point is that they have a relatively, they have a really tough head-to-head finals draw. Uh, two soft games coming up, but they are going over the ditch to New Zealand this week. And he's carrying some injuries. I've heard, I've heard that he's uh, a long way from being hundred percent. So if he was to go down injured or you know take a bit of a back seat to say, Jerome Hughes at some stage, don't mind him as an antipod. That being said, I, I do also think he's a great trade in. So it would be gutsy. Uh, and my pod play. Paddy Carrigan at 547k, five-round average of 65. Nothing immense, but pretty solid. He did play 43 minutes uh, against the Cowboys a few weeks back during that origin period, so I think it's a little bit higher. Basing 52, no tries this season. Desi, Carrigan's been looking immense, and I, I don't hate him. Yep, yep. I think if the Broncos are going to go all the way to sort of deep into September, maybe even meet Penrith in the final, um, he's going to be a big part of it. And he definitely has the repertoire. He's got the offload. Um, he's got the tackle boss. So um, if him him and Payne Haas can sort of connect through the middle, they could be, yeah, they could be feasting on some line break mm. assist type of stats, uh, which is kind of what you need from Carrigan. Yeah. Uh, lads, that gets stuck into our hot topics for the week. And ads, we'll start with... Uh, just a few of your stats, mate, around player ownership and trades available. I think you've got them there for the top 100. What have you got for us? 
Well, Patrick Carrigan is owned by 0% of the top 100, if you're interested. There we go. <laughs> 1% of the top 1,000, so... Options. There's a couple of good pods between Carrigan and, and Birdo, and Birdo is now in my side as... Uh, <laughs> uh, what have we got? So a couple of big ones. Tedesco is now owned by 78% of the top 100 and the top 1,000, so that pod's gone. It's fun <laughs> while it lasted. Val Holmes is owned by... Basically a third of teams. He's number thirty six percent of the top hundred, thirty nine percent of the top thousand. So again, he's he's heavily owned. Mm. Um, and look, he did a job in his first week. So I think everyone's pretty happy there. I can't believe one percent of the top hundred still own Ryan Pappenhausen. Like which which team which team had the luxury to keep Pappenhausen? Yeah, oh, with, I, with Teddy or Latrell or Val or Garrick or yeah. someone on offer. Yeah, <laughs> like he was the highest value player you could trade out last week. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, Munster's now owned by two thirds of teams, so sixty six percent. So, yeah, if you want an antipod in, that's a, that's a decent antipod again, sixty six percent. Olakuato, I said before, seventy four percent. Fafita's owned by over fifty percent of the top hundred, so fifty three percent. I'm happy to be against him after watching him last week, but he obviously could come out and get one hundred and twenty and make me look like an idiot. And then the other <laughs> one is Payne Haas. So he's owned by 23% of the top 100. So, I mean, you would have been pretty stoked if you had him last week as a pod when he got over 100. He's not going to do that every week, but he's mm. if they give him minutes, he's a good player. Hey, question for you guys. If you could bring in, because I'm in this situation, I can bring in either Payne Haas or, say, well, Carrigan now you've thrown him up, or Cameron Murray. What would you do for the run home, Payne Haas or Cameron Murray? With Cameron Murray, like a massive pod, he's owned by bugger all. Does he? I'm go- I'm going Murray, but yeah, in saying that, I already have Haas. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just think Murray's probably more likely to break the line than Haas is. Mm. Um, he could go in go in for a double. He's that sort of player. He's the sort of second rower who could get a one thirty, really mm. put a big score on the board. Whereas Haas is, his kind of ceiling is what he got this week, which is one hundred and seven ish. I'm going Murray without a shadow of a doubt. Pr- prior to his ton last week, so 66 minutes, which was excellent. Um, I don't know what sort of minutes he'll play on the run home. It's a bit unpredictable there with Kevy Walters. But in his one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games prior to that, his highest score was 62 points. Um, you know, like he's had one ton this season. He had a 91 back in round one, but like he's he's only having 66, which is solid enough. But Cam Murray, for the points Desi touched, I know they've got a tough run home, but Cam Murray played 80 minutes last week for the Bunnies. And they just, while they're, like, they're in the hunt for a top four spot now, they need to play in big minutes on the run home. So uh, I'd be on Cam Murray for sure. Only one ton for Cam Murray as well, Timmy. Yeah, incoming more. Yeah, I, I <laughs> tend to agree. Good, I like it. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and what about uh, trades to the top 100 ads? Our trades. Let's have a look. So the top 100 teams have, on average, 3.9 trades left. Mm. So there's three teams that have got none. There's nine <laughs> teams that have got one. And the most is one team has uh, eight trades left. Oh, sorry, two teams have eight trades left. Jeez. Yeah, so that's the most. So within the top 10, the average trades is 2.8. So the most is five, and there's one team who've got none. Right, so pretty grim. Uh, yeah. How many of you boys sitting on at the moment? I've got six left. 
I've got but five. I'll be using two this week, mm. almost certainly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm I've still got on five three after this, yeah. Yeah. Uh, on Payne Haas, we touched on him briefly, but he's obviously one of the most traded in players this week. Let's say, I mean, it's hard to knock him as a buy at his price, uh, bring him in the front row forward there. What about if you have, say, three gun front row forwards? You might own Tapani, Isaiah Papali, and Jason Taumalolo. Or even you might have, in, like in my situation, I have Papali'i and Taumalolo and just a backup of Max King with four trades going. Ads just mentioned, you know, the, the average trades in the top 100 is 3.9. So we're pretty scarce on them. How important a trade in Desi do you think Payne Haas is this week? Um, yeah, 515k. He's he's very cheap for what he can do. Um, but like you said, yeah, he's only averaging sort of 60, 65-ish. Often Gowie um, is averaging around the same as him. So mm. yeah, there, there are like other dudes who can do the same thing. Um, so if you've got Tarpany and, and Isaiah Papali'i or Tumbalolo often Gowie, you don't need him at all. I don't think. And what about yourself, Ad? You mentioned there that you you might lean towards potentially Cam Murray over him. Uh, you know, would you feel all right as a non Haas owner on the run home? Do you feel like it could hurt you, or not too bad about it? Well, I'm I'm, I'm now I'm twelve thousand short of uh, pregnant in Murray. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I might suddenly go warm on Haas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For feeder, I can I can afford for feeder so. Uh, I can't, I can't bring him in. I don't think, but um, so yeah, I'm not going to just look. I think at 515k, he's a steal. Steal. I mean, that's yeah. that's a ridiculous yeah. price. But obviously, I think, I think if your question is, can you get away with not having him? I mean, for sure. I think he's not going to really hurt it. To Des's point, um, he might average even if he averages 10 more than each of the other front rowers on the way home. Then, like, who cares? Like, that yeah. could be that could be one game for one of those guys, like Murray or. Or for feeder even. Yeah, no, exactly right. I feel similar about that one. Uh, Desi, Teddy versus Trell. We haven't actually had you and uh, you and Walsh on to debate about this one, but uh, a few weeks ago, Walsh was very pro Teddy. You were very pro Latrell. Uh, so far, I don't know what the numbers are since you've made that off air bet, but they've both gone nuts. Uh, a lot of people still this week sitting there talking Teddy and Trell. I suppose, firstly, are they both must-haves after big performances? We know the Bunnies have a very tough run home. The Roosters have quite a tough run too, but are clicking as are the Bunnies. So, firstly, are they both must-haves? And if you could only have one of them, who would it be? Uh, well, I had chosen Latrell. I'd already sort of made my peace with that. But thanks to Pappenhausen's injury, I brought Teddy back in last week. And thankfully, I did. Um I think, yeah, I think Teddy, I, I stuck with Teddy all season. I sort of said, I reiterated, don't trade out Tedesco, Manu or Angus because they're all keepers. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm going to choose Teddy. I, I just think he's safer. He gets way more touches on the ball. Gets Yeah, he touches it 30, 40 times a game, whereas Latrell only touches it maybe 10 times, but they're just much more high impact. Mm-hmm. He's much more entertaining to watch when he does touch it, <laughs> but Teddy's just safe and sound for the way home. Um, in saying that, Latrell could average higher than him over the next sort of six weeks. I'm banking on it, but I think they're really neck and neck. I can't split them. Yeah. Just to rub more salt in my own wounds, that Pappenhausen skipper captaincy, if Pappy didn't get injured, 
us Teddy, faithful Teddy owners would have him as a pod at 10% ownership for his 150 last week. But nope. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Ads, Teddy versus Trell. If you could only have one, who would it be? Well, I had to make that call last week and I brought in Teddy. So I just, I just look, they're both going unreal. So I think mm. if, like Des is in a great situation having them both. Yeah. So if I could, if I had unlimited trades, I would, I would get rid of Mitch Moses at halfback and move Hines up to half and have, have the two at fullback. But um, I just think Teddy's, when he's firing, he's, you know, one of the best super coach players in the game. So I'd just have Teddy, but it, yeah, they're both, they're both going unreal. How important, Des, do we think Valentine Holmes is, uh, as Ad said before, popular trade in the last week. I think he scored 119 in that controversial game up in Townsville. The fact that we can get him at centre wing offers so much value to him. How important is he, Des? Yeah, I remember a few years ago, um, I think he was playing fullback at the time. He just went on an absolute tear on the run home. He scored about, I think he averaged about 100 over the back sort of eight, nine games. So. The Sharkies. Yeah, yeah, for the Sharkies. So I think he could do something similar again. Mm. Um, he, he does look very good. He's It's very tough um, as a non-owner to kind of watch what he did last weekend. Um, <laughs> tough as a Tigers fan as well, um, as, as that last conversion went over the post. But, um, yeah, I, I think he's, so clo- he's very close to a must-have from just based on the eye test. But... I'm just not that hot on the Cowboys still. They almost lost to the Tigers at home. I just don't think they're that good. So, um, yeah, I, I probably won't bring him in. I'm looking at guys like Brian Toho instead or even a Garrick who I don't own as well. Oh, he's probably third or fourth down on the trade-in, centre-wing trade-in list mm-hmm. for me. Ads, we touched on Matty Burton as a 5'8 pod uh, just before... What about Adam Dewey, who is five games back from injury this season? Uh, he's looked really good the last couple of weeks against tough opposition in the Cowboys and Panthers, albeit uh, the Panthers were depleted in that one. Um, but he's scoring relatively well, averaged 77 points per game, kicking goals for the Tigers, who were quite good on the weekend to their credit. Um, any love for him at 515K? Oh, gee. Like they say, he has looked pretty good the last two weeks. So, if if you were desperate and you wanted a, a serious pod, then you could you could bring him in. But I'm not I'm not bringing him over someone like Birdo, but or or a Munster or half those guys. But yeah, he feels like it would be a luxury trade. Depends on your dollars. If you can only afford someone like him and you want a real pod, then if he goes on tear like last year, then he can do anything. I'm not quite sure he's at that form level, but mm. um, yeah, good what luck yourself, to you. Desi. Any love? Uh, what's his ownership? Oh, he'd be next to nothing off that injury, Zero. surely. Zero, probably, yeah. Zero. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, he kind of looked good um, last game. He, he had, I think, like nearly 10 tackle busts, but he didn't have any um, against the Cowboys. So you kind of need him tackle busting to really warrant the trade-in. But the Tigers are looking – they looked okay with Hastings at – at 13, who I also like as a pod trade-in. I think mm. Hastings I'd almost prefer over Dewey. Jesus. He's, he's 1% owned in the top 1,000. So team team number 95's got him. <laughs> no, I don't mind it. It's bold, but, I mean, you need it to, to win, don't you? Yeah. Um, hey, Cody Walker is an interesting one this week. Second most sold. Coming off a really poor score, but he's a guy who 
he has shown some form in the last month. And I think a lot of the criticism around him, Supercoach-wise, was, you know, the way the Bunnies were playing. But, Des, now the Bunnies have turned a corner. Is Cody a bloke, I don't know if you're an owner, but that you'd be looking to hold for the run home with the tough draw or happy to move him on? Uh, yeah, I think there's better options. I actually sold him last week to, to Monster. Um, I, I brought him in 10 rounds ago and got 700 points out of him exactly. <laughs> so I think I, I was kind of saying I'll, I'll take the 70 average and run because I think there's much safer points on offer from some of the other five five eights around. I think Dewey's better. Um, Dylan Brown's better. There's there's plenty of better five eights than, than Cody right now. And is Cody the one you're flipping to, Birdo? Well, not at the moment. I was going to flip Ezra Mam. Just, I feel like if you can, if you're going to flick one of those, I feel like it has to be Mam. Even though he's playing really well, that bloke. Yeah. Um, but I feel like if I have to start one of them one week, I'd rather it be Cody. So yeah. I'm going to keep Cody. But yeah, I don't. I don't think he's a must-have. I mean, last week he killed us owners with his 15 or whatever. It was. <laughs> Hey, what about one that did really stand out to me going through the most traded in and out players this week was Scotty Drinkwater Des, who he was uh, yeah right up. He might have been fifth most sold player. So the way I looked into it, he had one off week last week against the Tigers where it just was just not his night or his day, I should say. He scored a 41 in the week before that. So that's two poor scores in a row, which have obviously turned people off. In that game, he had half his Cowboys teammates out because of origin and injuries and all sorts of things, uh, post-origin, I should say. Before that, those scores of 87, 50, 90, and 119. Cowboys have a soft draw. His dual position, uh, I'd be holding personally. Can you see why people are selling Des? I can, I can, because I just haven't been that hot on him all season alongside the Cowboys, but um, he's still averaging pretty well. Um but he just needs a lot to go his way to score points. It seems like he, he just has to do heaps, get heaps of tries. Just um, he's kind of like Latrell, like he's exactly the same as Latrell. Really, um, he doesn't touch the ball um, as much as some of those other um, gun players. But his touches are very high impact. But um, if the Cowboys go off the boil a little bit, which they seemingly have, um, he could be in for a few low scores. Even against some some of the bottom teams, I can still see him not scoring more than 60-70 with a couple of try assists. If the cows go out straight sets in the finals, Desi's going to look like an absolute genius because hammered them all season, no matter what they do. Uh, I mean, they're playing unreal. Really, I mean, I know last week they, <laughs> they got lucky, but um, <laughs> you haven't stopped hammering them since about round three. Oh, they've played they've played eighty five percent of their games in Queensland, boys. That yeah. Penrith gave them an absolute hiding down in the, when they when they travelled to Penrith. They were just so so many levels above the Cowboys. They'll win. Yeah. They'll win the comp. They'll win the title. They'll, they'll knock off Penrith in the grand final by forty, and Des will be like, oh, "I'm just not convinced. I the Bronx. just need to see a little bit more." The Bronx are a better chance at knocking off Penrith, I reckon, than the Cowboys are. <laughs> Uh, and add a bloke that you mentioned that you were selling before, CC for Talakai, eighth most sold. Uh, the soft draw for the Sharks, which we've spoken about for a fair while, is about to begin. Uh, it's evidently going to probably start a week later because the Bunnies have now turned a bit of a corner, but still a bit shoddy in defence in areas. Are uh, you happy to move him on? Oh, I think I'm delighted to move him on, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, you know my story with Telekai. Last year I yeah. brought him in 
vowed never to bring him in again. So then I watched you blokes get 100 and 166. So then I brought him in. <laughs> I reckon he's been really average super coach wise ever since. So I think he's had two really good games and since then done not much. So yeah, he's averaged, I, I think. Is, hmm? Sorry, yeah, I was going to say he's averaged 49 since that 166. Jeez. Yeah. And he's cost of it and, he's, and gone down about 250 grand. The only thing I'd say is if I'm trading him out, like he's going to go nuts again now. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe you guys should hold on, but I'm, I'm trading and I'm. I'm happy to not have him. I can't, I can't start him at the moment, I don't reckon. I just can't trust him. Yeah. Well, fair play. Hey, fellas, let's get stuck into our round 20 trades and skippers. We've, I think we've probably touched on them pretty well already, but uh, just to summarise, Desi, what are you, you doing? Uh, I'm going to go Olukawatu to Murray, and for my other trade, I'm just going to go Blake Braley to Harry Grant. I just think they're both underpriced. They're both the best players in their respective positions, so just makes sense if I want to hold that sort of top 500 rank. Yeah. Add? Uh, Ezra Mam to now Matty Burton. Yeah. And uh, Talakai to either Haas or Fafita if I get desperate. But uh, I don't know. I think Haas, but only because I've been <laughs> but, but at the same time, Fafita's done nothing the last two weeks and he's scored, yeah. he has scored pretty well both games. So I'll be chasing that chasing that fee ceiling. Yeah, that's it. Like whereas I, I don't think Haas gonna get more than hundred. So I've currently got Haas, but I'll I'll probably change it. Yeah. Uh, I think we're all skipping Teddy. For me, at the moment, uh, I'll probably be holding fire. Um, I can't go straight from like a KP to Latrell. I've got one seventy K in the bank, four trades. So I've got a few options, but uh, unless there's maybe one or two more pulled out and the depth gets questioned a little bit, uh, I think I'll be holding fire this week. Uh, first question from Timmy Michelle, super coach, absolute legend over there at uh, at the Herald Sun. He asked Desi Cooler to Hass via Jules. It's an obvious move, he says. <laughs> yep, that is an obvious move. He's an AFL man. He's doing all right for himself. So we uh, respect the great man himself. Question from Clayton Feeney adds, is Joseph Suwali a viable pod buy this week with the Chooks finding form? He's currently ranked 1,067th. Oh, gee. I haven't um, – well, he's he's owned by 9% of the top 100, so uh, 13% of the top 1,000. So I guess he's I guess he's a pod. I, I don't know if he's worthy of being owned by that many. I think mm. it's more that teams were left with him. But, but gee, he's playing well. Like when you're watching me – Players, well, I haven't actually looked in detail as to how that's translating to base and all that sort of stuff, but, um, man, he's a special player. Oh, freak. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think probably the Chooks run home would be maybe a bit, a bit of a deterrent on him. Mm. Um, question, Desi, from Byron Hogg. Love the show, guys. Thank you, mate. Who is the bigger target this week? You can only have one, Latrell or Joey Manu. Changes a little bit with all those manly players out, but what do you think? Jeez. Uh, Your two boys, Des. Yeah, they are. I'm going to go Manu. I just think he's just been an animal all season. Um, he was top scoring in total points before having to sit out the last round. It's just, it's a no-brainer. Thank God he's playing centre. Ads, would you go Latrell or Manu? Oh, I've got neither and they're both. They're both <laughs> either of them, but I, I reckon if I had to go one, I would go Latrell. Question from Michael Hawking. Some podcast suggested Ponga is a good trade-in. Where to now with 660K? 
Um, sound like a bunch of pelicans, those. Like, must have been Tommy Sangster in the News Corp boys. Rob Sutherland, I reckon. Desi, uh, 660K to get a fullback in. Who would be your man? Um, I reckon, how much is Val Holmes? He's, I think he's just over 660, isn't he? 665, okay. 5K short of Val. I would have said him. Maybe someone like a Nick Meany. I'm not super mm. um, cold on. Scored 70 last week, seemingly doing not much, so. Maybe he's a good shot. Live trading on air. Oh, 12K short of going Ponga to Val Holmes, the Stallions. That sucks. That hurts. That does hurt. Um, Where were we? Roasting me. Gus Winfrey. Still have Keon Kaloa Matangi. Plan was to move him on to Murray or Fafida. What should I do now? Wait a couple of rounds or pull the trigger? He was enormous on the weekend. Uh, hold as a pod, do you think, Ads, or move him on to someone better? I'd be moving him on. I know he had a good game, but I'd be much happier if I had Murray or even for feet on my side over Kalamatangi. Yep. Desi, Cam Richardson, who should I trade out to get money for Latrell? Tungo, May, or Mulitalo? Ooh. <laughs> That's tough, yeah. Um I think you got to go, you got to trade out the center. The wingers are just the guys who can score five tries um, yeah. against bad opponents. I don't think Tongo can, so I'd go him. Yep, fair play. Adzi Spencer Hicks. Hey lads, thoughts on trading out Dillbags to Brian Toto this week? We haven't spoken about Parra too much, but they do have a, quite a tough run home, and obviously Penrith this week. Would Dillbags hold or sell for you? I think it'd be a luxury sell. Like you'd, you want to have a lot of trades to be trading yeah. out to Brown. Like, he's, he's been good all year, hasn't he? I'd, I mean, yeah, I, I would be holding that trade. I, I wouldn't be burning a trade. Unless, unless you've got so many trades, it doesn't matter. You've saved them all. Yeah. In which case, knock yourself out. But otherwise, I'd be I'd be holding on Dylan Brown. A really popular question this week. Uh, for a lot of people it's come from, and Ad's had the exact same circumstances. But so I'll throw it at you, Des. Would you trade Cody Walker or Ezra Mam to Cam Munster? Uh, Cody Walker. I just think Ezra takes the line on more. He runs the ball more, mm. which is exactly what you need. Um, I reckon he's just a—he's not far away from going big, Ezra, in one of these games. Yeah, uh, not sure about the Broncos' draw if it's easy or tough, but if he gets, yeah, if he gets on the front foot and the Broncos slap fifty on a team, he could go massive. Yeah, it's a mixed draw. I had to look at it because I, I'm a bloke who still owns Katoni Stags. And he, um, they sort of go easy game, hard game, easy game, hard game from memory because I sold Sevo over Stags last week for that reason. Um, yeah, they got the Tigers, the Knights, and the Dragons in the run home. Yeah, they've also got the Roosters, Storm, and Para. Yeah, and the yeah. Tigers are this week. So if you if you're keeping him, you'd need to be playing him in one of that like this week to be worth it. Otherwise, yeah, it's it's basically two good ones out of five, and like I, I wouldn't be starting him this week in my side. Yeah. As it sits either way, so yeah, there you that. go. I think that yeah probably answers the question, and I'd be the same. Ads, I'd. It is a tough one, but like Cody Walker, this is a bloke who's averaged over eighty in the past. Or I, mean, I think it was last year, wasn't it? And had some massive, massive years. So many runs on the board. The bunnies are coming good, so uh, I'd be going Walker. I think, and you're leaning, you're leaning to the same in terms of holding Walker. Yeah, well, how tough is Des? I mean, Des has just said he had he had Walker for ten weeks for an average of seventy. <laughs> He's already punting you. I've, I've gone through him with the tough times where I've averaged nothing like that. You're a, you're a tough task, I like. That's why you that's why you won one. <laughs> yeah. Among other things, yeah. 
Uh, here's a good one and, and one that, you know, two weeks ago you would have thought would never be asked. But from Matty Broon, the super coach, uh, the SC playbook, big bash contributor. Matty's a weapon uh, fantasy sport player. Is Grant Anderson a play versus the Warriors given the matchups for a lot of other CT dubs uh, a lot tougher this week? Desi? Um, 50 up without really, a try last week. I hadn't really thought about it. He got a line break though, didn't he? Or even two. He had to have done something, yeah. Um, yeah, I'd, he looks okay, but he doesn't look... I'd, I'd rather play like a Kiraz over him. Um, yeah, no, nah, I'm going to say no. Pass on it. Ads, would you chance of playing Grant Anderson? No, not not a chance in the world for me. Yeah. And if Especially the, if you got if you got Karaz, like, man, mm. how could that kid go? But no, no, not Anderson, no, not at all for me. Yeah. And um, also the Warriors back at home, if they turn up and the, the Storm do continue their poor form, I mean, he based his three games, based 28 against the Bunnies, which is pretty solid. Before that, 15, granted in 37 minutes against the Sharks, 16, 16, 22. So... We know the boy can go low, but um, if he can stick as an extra number for the rest of the season, uh, not bad for depth, particularly if the Storm do hit a little bit of form on that one. Uh, question one we haven't spoken about from Nico Hines is my bay. Funnily enough, the question is, Desi, is Hines a good captaincy option against South at Shark Park? Mm, who's he running out? Cody. Um, I guess. Uh you can never really go wrong with Hines. He's scored under 50, what, very few times this season. I think maybe just the twice. And he could just go... I mean, he's, he was scoring 90s in the 90s with just one try assist in these yeah. in the games a few weeks ago. So, if he, And the Bunnies don't have the greatest defense. Like, they don't win off the back of defense. They win off the back of their left, left winger scoring heaps of tries. So mm. I think Hines will want to put, um, put a few in on that right edge. So... I, I kind of rate it. I'm liking it. Ads, any love for it? No. Nah. <laughs> uh, he's, had, he's had five scores under 52. Um, I don't get me wrong, he's, he's a great player. But I, like when, when Tedesco's playing against the uh, the Manly 10 or whatever we're going to call that team, surely if you got Tedesco, you'd go him. And I, I just, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't captain Hines when you got Tedesco running around. Yeah. Uh, lucky last question from Jared. Desi, fork out the money for Tappany, who has just been – he's on a relentless tear at the moment. What a turn in Supercoach form for him. Uh, or get Payne Haas at a discount. Uh, well, it depends what you're going to use your, the extra money for. But I, I think Tappany probably outscores him for the run home. He's just – he's looking so dangerous. Um, and he's so due a try. He's bound to go over sooner or later. So I, I say fork it out. What do you reckon, Ad? Would you fork it out or go the discount, Hass? Well, if you've got the money, I mean, it's, we're at the time of the year when it's not like you really need to build a big bank. You've probably got not many trades left. So if you can bring in Tarpany, I mean, he's, what, in the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven weeks, his lowest score is 73. <sighs> and he's only had one game with one try assist in that time. <laughs> so I hate to think what that means in terms of his base, but he's just, he's scoring unreal. Like, like I say, if he scores... If he scores a try, sets up a try or something, he's going to go 100. Uh, I can't bring him in just financially, but he's if, if I was choosing between those two, I'd, I'd be bringing in Tarpana. Mm. All righty. That's it for round 20 of the SC Playbook podcast. Desi, thank you, mate. Cheers, boys. Uh, good luck, Manly. <laughs> go the Manly Seals. And thanks, as always, Ads. 
No worries, boys. Cheers, guys. Thanks for tuning in.